Hello and welcome to Oh God, Ramian, the show whose host doesn't like irony or washing dishes or laundry, not even laundering money. <laughs> this is your host, Ron French. If you want to reach me, you can reach me at 210-854-8029. You can reach me by email at bromfrench at mail.com. That is B-R-A-H-M-F-R-E-N-C-H at mail.com. Listening to the news, watching the news today as it has unfolded some of the recent things that have transpired. There is a shooting that has happened in Oregon. Guy walks into college and almost makes you think that you're living back in the Soviet Union or maybe communist China. Because he asks a question. He says he shoots the teacher and everybody falls to the floor to hide. And he goes through and he says, if you're a Christian, please stand up. And the people that stood up, he killed. And if you weren't a Christian or if you refused to answer, he would shoot you in the leg. Does this not remind us a little bit of communism? Does it not remind us of the Soviet Union? Now, some of us might be too young to remember the Soviet Union. I recognize now it's time has lapsed. But uh, let me just say Putin isn't too young to remember the Soviet Union. Putin, as a matter of fact, is trying to rebuild it. So if you are too young to remember, just watch. Because as we have decreased as a nation, Russia has increased and has grabbed more and more power, just like as they're doing in Syria. They are getting bigger. We are seeing the coming together again of the Soviet Union, in my opinion. I believe that's what is unfolding right before our eyes. And so what, what am I talking about when I, I'm, I'm referencing back to the Soviet Union? The attack on Christianity, the attack on Christianity that used to be you could be safe in America. But if you were, you know, Middle East, you're going to be attacked. But you could come to America and you could be safe. And now we're not safe in our own nation, our own land from nut jobs, and yet the Christians are the ones that are considered the nut jobs. The Christians are the ones that we are referring to. Thank you, Rosie O'Donnell, for calling Christians terrorists. Since when, when have the Christians been terrorists? And and I, I've heard people refer back to the Crusades. And I, I, it's okay if I'm just honest with you. The Crusades, that was Catholicism, not Christianity. There is a difference. Not all Christians are Catholics, uh, you buffoons. <laughs> uh, anyway, and then on top of that, I, I, I'm believing we've lost our soul as a nation, a, a, according to this. I, I'm referencing what Rush Limbaugh said. We've lost our soul. But I believe we've also lost our minds. How, how can you say we've lost our minds? A woman has, gets, a uh, prescription <laughs> goes to a psychologist, psychiatrist, and they give her a diagnosis for a disease. And what's the diagnosis the, the, or what's the remedy? We need to pour Drano or the alike in your eyes and make you go blind because you wanted to be born blind to begin with. We have lost our ever-loving minds as a people, as a nation. I, I, 
I don't believe everybody has, but some of these people belong in institutions. Many of these people belong in institutions. And our response, for instance, to what happened in Oregon, our response as a nation, the president came out and immediately addressed and talked about the need to get take the guns off the street. That was a problem to begin with. There are no guns in the school. If there are guns in the school that could have stopped the idiot. But because we have disarmed the innocent, we've left the guilty and the criminal with the arms. We have made a mockery out of what our founding fathers envisioned as a nation and as a land. Shame on us. And then we have promoted these loony individuals. Why, you know, who can really blame that woman for wanting to go blind? I don't know if she wanted, maybe she wanted uh, Social Security or, or disability, and she wanted to get that earlier, so if I'm blind, I can get it. Um I don't understand what she was thinking, but I do see where the way was paid for her when Bruce Jenner says that I'm not happy being a boy. I'd rather be a girl. And so goes through surgeries to try to make himself into a girl. And if you didn't see, there's also a family, a mother goes and, and, and spends all kinds of money to help her disturbed son embrace womanhood. What a shame we're living in. What a shame. We have lost our minds. I believe Rush is right when he says, as a nation, we have lost our soul. I can tell you the only hope we have, it's still the same answer I said yesterday, or I don't guess I did a podcast yesterday, but same thing I said the last podcast and probably the podcast before that. The only hope this nation has is Jesus. That's it. That's it. Mohammed sure isn't offering us hope. Look at these dingbats. <laughs> uh, Buddha's not offering us hope. Hinduism's not offering us hope. Jesus Christ, the still the way, the truth, and the life. It reminds me of that old song, Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him, there is no other. Jesus is the way. Tell you what, let me take a break. When I come back, we'll go through the Bible in a quadrillion years. Hold on just a second. Will someone shut that bat up? about to go to the Bible in a trillion years. We are in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 35. Last time we only got to verse number one. We're going to try to get down to verse number four today. We'll pick up at verse number two, Genesis chapter 35, verse number two. The Bible says this, Then Jacob said unto his household and to all that were with him, Put away the strange gods that are among you and be clean and change your garments. Let us arise and go up to Bethel, and I will make there an altar unto God who answered me in the day of my distress and was with me in the way which I went. And they gave unto Jacob all their strange gods which were in their hand and all their earrings which were in their ears. And Jacob hid them under the oak which was by Shechem. Remember, the Bible is not written originally by chapter and verse. So this is bled over 
Chapter 35 is bled over from 34. Jacob is distraught because his boys, two of his boys have just uh, killed Shechem and Hamor and all the men in the town. They have eliminated all the men. And so then the other boys came in and looted the place. They looted the joint. And so now Jacob is distraught and he's upset. And verse 1 of 35, the Lord says to Jacob, arise and go to Bethel and dwell there and build an altar to me uh, unto God that appeared unto you when you fled from the face of Esau. Then Jacob says, now we're going to pick up where we were. Then Jacob said unto his household and to all that were with him, put away the strange gods that are among you and be clean. Get this. There are three things they've got to do. Number one, put away the strange gods that are among us. Number two, we've got to be clean. And number three, we've got to change our garments. First things first, changing your garments before you put away the strange gods will not work. Being clean before you put away the strange gods is impossible. You first have to put away the strange gods. The things that you are allowing to take the place of God in your life, first you must put away. Because otherwise, nothing else you do matters. This just makes total, complete sense. Nothing else you do has any importance or matters one lick. First things first, you must put away the strange gods that are before you, the gods that you worship. He's told all of his household to do this. Put away the strange gods. And number two, once you put away the strange gods, then be clean. Cleanse your hearts and your minds and your bodies. Cleanse yourselves. And the third thing, and it's got to be in this order, because what good would it be to, instead of being clean, just change your garments? Changing your garments is useless if you have, you know, that's like, uh, how can I put, put this? Change your garments and then you're going to take a shower? No, you take a shower, then you change your garments, right? And then you don't put on the old garments, you put on new garments when you get out of a shower. Uh, that's unless you're, uh, you know, a 13-year-old boy, you know, then you want to wear what you were wearing before because that's your favorite shirt that you won, you know, when you play football. <laughs> uh, but everybody else recognizes that first you've got to get clean and then you change your garments. And recognize also that Jesus would use changing garments in parables. In the New Testament, he's going to talk about the wedding that the, the, the call went out for everybody to come. And one man came and had on the old garments and he had to, he was kicked out and thrown into the, he was thrown into outer darkness, if I remember right, because he wasn't wearing the right garment because he didn't change his garments. You've got to clean yourself. You've got to clean your hearts first. You've got to get rid of your strange gods. You've got to clean yourself. And you've got to change your garments. Number three, and let us arise and go up to Bethel. And I will make there an altar unto God who answered me in the day of my distress and was with me in the way which I went. And so what's he going to do? All of them. Now recognize God is only calling Jacob, but all of them are going. Let us arise and go up to Bethel. What Jacob does is he brings everybody with him. When you're in a relationship with Jesus, it's just natural. You'll bring everybody with you. That's right. You're going to bring your family. You're going to bring your friends. You're going to bring your neighbors. Everybody that comes in contact with you is going to come in closer contact with God. You can't help it. They're going to come with you. And he goes on and says, 
Let us go to Bethel and I'll make there an altar unto God who answered me in the day of my distress. The same God that came through way back then is going to answer me again in the day of my distress. I'm going to go back. I'm going to build an altar to him. And he was with me in the way which I went. And they gave unto Jacob all their strange gods which were in their hand and all their earrings which were in their ears. And Jacob hid them under the oak which was by Shechem. So what do they do? They take away all their strange gods and they bury it. Never to go back to. They buried under an oak tree and say, that's it. We're done with it. And we're going to go serve the one true living God. Is that ever something we need to do as a nation? Yes. But it's something definitely we've got to do as individuals. Thanks so much for listening. And we will talk to you later.